Welcome to the Annie Gamers Podcast. This is episode number 89, recorded on January 3rd in the 2018th year of our Lord. Uh, it is a new year. We are back with the violence and the banging. My name is Evan Minto. I'm your host. And with me, as always, it's David Estrella. Hey, what's up, guys? It's at sign QX 20XX. I've got a herniated disc in my back. That was like a very mild intro <laughs> compared to the a, usual. You yeah. know, I gotta, I gotta ease into the ear because I have been trying to take it easy for quite a, quite a while now. Like what two? I think I'm going on to my third week of just trying to be very low impact, sort of. You know, don't stress out. Don't inflict right. bodily harm save onto up, yourself. Save up the good tweets. Just don't, don't post them yet. Wait until you're ready no, for like the like, strain that it puts on your body to tweet a really good meme. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I'm operating on only 20% of my power level right now. We're having a discussion on weighted clothing, so right now the uh, the weighted clothing is in my spine. Yeah, I'm glad you got that right this time after I corrected you, because uh, uh, previously you referred to it as, uh, what did you say, the the weight things that they put the, on the them weight in Dragon Ball Z? They, yes. <laughs> Those weight <laughs> things, what are they? What are they called? <laughs> what are they called? And I had to wait for Evan to correct me because he knows everything about Dragon Ball. I know a, a lot bit. about Dragon Ball. I wouldn't say I know everything. <laughs> I used to know a lot more, and then all the uh, Dragon Ball knowledge has sort of disappeared from my brain and been replaced with Studio Trigger knowledge. <laughs> I only have room for so much anime garbage in my Damn. head. That's like the equivalent of your mom selling all your vintage toys to to make room for, uh, I don't know, some new New bullshit. vintage toys! <laughs> <laughs> some, yeah, so whatever new bullshit you're into. That's right. Anyway, we're here to talk about anime, manga, and video games. And uh, in particular, I think we are going to do a little recap of what we watched in uh, the fall 2017 anime season. And we're going to look at what we're interested in for winter. But first, David. Yo. Did you hear the news that the glorious leader, Kim Jong-un, Un-un? I don't <laughs> don't know how to say it. Uh. Uh, the leader of North Korea... Uh, is a manga fan. Did you hear this news? Is this before or after we threatened nuclear war? I think this might have been right before Trump threatened nuclear war against him. Because it would be a really funny response for, like, after. <laughs> if they threaten nuclear war against you, and then you're like, shut up, bitch. I'm reading my manga. <laughs> it's on, uh, you heard of this site, the Anime News Network? Sounds fake. This, yeah, right? Who would make a website called that? It, it would be called, like, katsudon.io or something in 2017. <laughs> it would have some cutesy <laughs> app name instead of just being called the normal-sounding anime news network. Yeah, it's Kats- it's Katsudon without an O in the Oh, in Katsudon. 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 Wait, Katsud- katsudo.on. Because now you can do all the wacky <laughs> domain names. Oh, cool. Katsu. Oh, it's katsu.on. That's what it would be. Yeah, anyway. Katsu. So it's basically like a Swiss guy who specializes in researching Kim Jong-un, which sounds like an interesting uh, interesting job to have. His, so he, he basically has... to go into. I guess because he studied abroad, like Kim Jong-un studied abroad when he was younger and was a bad student and was really into reading manga. <laughs> probably related like he was just reading too much manga and so he wasn't studying <laughs> i knew a yeah. lot of people like that i knew a lot of people he's like really that into in the school. nba especially kobe bryant and uh michael jordan dennis and rodman 
Dennis Rodman's right. his boy. And uh, his interest in basketball also reflected in his manga choices, this article says. He was into slam dunk. And he read uh, Dragon Ball, actually. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to... I just wanted to talk about this because previously we, we talked about another uh, another horrendous human being uh, who's also into, uh, into some nerd shit, which was uh, Osama Bin Laden. So... I think the evidence, the evidence is mounting <laughs> that being like being into anime, manga, and video games, the three chief topics of this very podcast, are uh, they're good indicators for being uh, is Kim Jong Un a mass murderer? Probably being a mass murderer, and also reads some manga on yeah. the side. Because honestly, you can't be shitty like one hundred percent all the time. Sometimes you just gotta chill and read a manga. Or yeah, something. I mean, look. I feel like I just get tired. Like I can't like I can't do the things that I do all the time. In effect, like unfortunately we are all kind of human and we all need to take a break. So I guess that means uh reading manga. Yeah, and I don't want to smear manga fans by saying that no. you know more respectable than like many other Yeah, I mean like Kim Kim Jong un well. is is like a uh an incredibly abusive yeah, world leader and mass murderer, like, you know, that's his main job. And then on the side, he reads manga. And I think, like, with most manga fans, it's it's that they their main thing is reading manga, and then on the side, they commit mass murder. It's not exactly the same. Right. You know, some people stick to uh, PUBG, and then some people do PUBG in real life. Right. That's uh, Is that on the Xbox One? <laughs> PUBG in real life? <laughs> is that an exclusive? <laughs> you need an Xbox Live account in order to commit murder. How many Xbox Live users do you think has murdered a person? Like, give me a talk. Is there hmm. is there more PSN murderers? Oh, than that's there a good are question. Xbox Live. Murders? Ooh, and how many people using the f- currently free Switch online multiplayer mode have <laughs> murdered someone, <laughs> or have been murdered Honestly, by would... one of the PSN or Xbox Live people? I think more. I think more Nintendo fans have killed. You think Nintendo fans have killed then, uh, and will kill again? I think Nintendo fans are fairly psychotic. That could be true. On the whole. I think, I mean, the stereotypical answer is that, like, the Xbox people are more likely to have killed. Yeah. I mean, I, I get, like, uh, I get, like, clips from the uh, the New York Post and, like, the, the insides are always, like, every other week. It's like, oh, some man killed a two-year-old over Xbox uh, incident. Or over whatever. an Xbox like, Live achievement. Tripped it. Yeah, no, like the kid tripped over the controller or whatever, and it's like, oh shit! Now I'm gonna just, you know, throw it at the window or something. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say Xbox is the murderiest console. Xbox is the murder capital of the game, right. of the, uh, the of the uh, the gamer world. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say Microsoft has the most blood on their hands because we're blaming the companies, right? It's not just like a coincidence; we're, it's their fault, right? I feel like Sony's probably killed like a ton of people as well, just in the process of making that might be true, their actually. products. So maybe Sony's killed more people, but Microsoft is associated <laughs> with more murderers who use their who play their games. Oh, Microsoft is definitely uh, they're an accessory in to murder. Plenty of murders, <laughs> literally an accessory. <laughs> they're an electronic accessory to murder. I guess in that case, Nintendo's got a fairly uh, low low kill count. Right, but with the the DS and the Switch, Nintendo has the most people who have killed while the console was in their possession. <laughs> <laughs> like it's in their back. 
Oh, that's a lot of Nintendo DSs that are just floating around in evidence rooms across America. That's the thing. Just with the numbers, right? Like, just just if you just yeah, look at the... Yeah, just the yeah, statistics. The, it's a numbers game, right? Like, Nintendo's got to be... Uh, this is a Netflix show. Like, we're, we're, like, drafting out a Netflix show right here. It's, like, gamers across America that have killed people. Yeah, I feel like we got to workshop that name a little bit, but it's a good start. <laughs> It's a concept. I don't know if that'll yeah. fit in the text field on Netflix. I've, Gamers across America that if, have killed people. <laughs> I've seen some dumbass titles on Netflix, and people watch that shit. So, you know. If anything, we'll just get a Black Mirror episode, okay? That actually is just a shitty Black Mirror episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a good one. It's right. a shitty one. Okay. All right. I think it's time to, to uh, <laughs> talk about some, uh, some anime garbage. So... We're, we're kind of coming out of fall 2017 anime season. The winter season is starting up like basically now. There's a couple episodes dropping right like this week, which is, you know, as we said, first week of January. So <clears throat> I watched three shows last season, which is a lot for me and took a bunch of effort. And I was not like up to date by the end of the season and had to go catch up on all three of them, which I will I will say you know, sort of vindicates me because people were like, why are you watching those two? You should be watching, like, this other, the Ancient Magus Bride, which I wasn't watching, right? And, like, yeah, it's because if I threw that into the rotation, I wouldn't have finished these other shows. <laughs> I just wouldn't have time to do it. <laughs> so I watched Land of the Lustrous, Zodiac War, which people are calling Juni Tyson because for some reason that's in Crunchyroll's title for it, and Kino's Journey. David, you only watched Land of the Lustrous, Yeah. Only because you told me to. Did you watch one episode of Zodiac War? I watched one episode of it. Yeah. And uh, because because you told me to, but the problem is that I'm just bad at t- at TV at the TV format. I'm I'm just I can't do it. So you only watched anime because I told you to watch it, which sounds like the story of my fucking it's, life. This is. Uh, yeah, this is a a very strange turn of events. Normally, it's like one of us that tells you to watch something. I've already learned not to tell you to do. Pretty much anything. Yeah, you don't. You've do learned as as Peter Phobian <laughs> learned the hard way to not tell me multiple times to watch Flip Flappers because then I will just never watch Flip Flappers. <laughs> Sorry, Peter Phobian I, uh, from Crunchyroll News. It's a little bit easier for me because I can kind of bait you into doing a podcast about uh, about a topic. Yeah, exactly. And then it, there's there's like uh you know it's like it's like throwing the safari ball in uh in uh, in Pokemon. There's like maybe a ten percent chance that it actually works. Sometimes I gotta throw a bit of meat at you or a rock, and then it actually works. Yeah, yeah, and and, and he does do that. He does literally throw rocks and meat at me in order to get me to to watch shows. I was I was talking metaphorically. Right. I'm sorry that your your friends are weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you like Land of the Lustrous? I think we talked about it a bit. Uh, I know you didn't finish it. You should go back and finish it because it's very good. I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it. I won't say that I loved it. By the end of by the end of it, I was just sick of uh, Phosphophilite. they're great. You watched nine episodes. I watched up until the episode where Foss, uh, where the show it tries to convince me that Foss is good now. Oh yeah, okay, and okay. That Foss can can do things, mm-hmm. and I was just, I was I didn't, I didn't buy into Cause, it because Foss is no longer Akko, and you're not into it anymore. No, not even that. But I was just—I was getting tired of uh, Foss being bad all the time. And if anything, the show has like—it's just got these—it's just got these weird details that I get really hung up on. Okay, so hold up. 
don't think I described this for people, for anybody. No, let's. I mean, let, I'll give you a shot. What? I'll give you. I'll give you yeah. a shot to describe the show that you like. Yeah. So I mean, uh, basically, Land of the Lustrous is about these uh, gem people who are. They're all kind of like non-binary. They're all referred to with like non-binary pronouns and stuff. And they're like, each of them is a different kind of gemstone. So there's phospholab, blah, 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 blah. I don't know how to say it. So everyone calls them phos. And there's like, what are some of the other ones? Like jade borts. or whatever. What borts? I don't know what borts is, but it's some kind of thing. There's, there's, there's a diamonds, a bunch cinnabar, of different kinds of diamonds. Cinnabar, yeah. Diamonds. And they are... It, it's you, it's like not clear what's going on in it at the beginning or really even at the end, which is it's, uh, what is actually well, cool about I, it. But it's basically what like, I've seen. Dis- I've seen it described as near automata with rocks. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I. I know agree. you'll disagree with it. Yeah, I think there's I, elements I that are, there's elements it. that are similar. I I see why people are comparing them, but I I feel like it's like to me. I found there was much more personality to it, which is what. I like it's like <laughs> Foss is funny and likable and you know whatever we did a whole show about it but I Foss is the worst I wasn't like super to, into to the characters honest. in Nier Automata but yeah basically the characters are fighting off these mysterious kind of alien like things that come from the moon these like humanoid things that they call them lunarians and they kind of come and take away the the gems for some mysterious purpose and it's kind of like implied to be this post-humanity future of some sort and maybe they're all descended from humans or something uh, but it's weird yeah i mean i i like the fact that it's all very vague that they, they don't kind of just go like here's how the world works yeah. here's the rules and go they kind of no and that part that part was actually why i i was i was buying into the uh to the near comparisons because mm. a lot of it just sounds like um the uh yokotaro's lore mm. that just became an anime right i could see that yeah yeah, and I mean, basically, as the show goes on, one of the main themes that emerges is that this character Foss, who's basically useless to this this group of gems, because they can't they can't really do anything. They're not good at fighting. They're not good at like making clothes or <laughs> like helping around the sort of weird facility they live in, whatever it is. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like a temple almost. It's a single building yeah. on a barren island, right? But uh, they basically change physically change like their body because they're, they, they're immortal and they can have body parts kind of swapped out and put back together in weird ways so basically foss changes over the course of the show and like literally becomes a different person as the show progresses which is one of the more interesting themes of it but i guess he didn't like that he wanted foss to just stay the same well you know it for me after a few episodes it started getting super formulaic it's like goofy like goofy times with the rocks mm-hmm. and then something comes up right. and Foss tries to do something and everybody's like, no Foss, no. And then Foss ruins it for somebody and Foss kind of gets away with it yeah. for a lot of episodes. Which, which is like, what makes weird. Foss Akko. It's weird because Foss has been alive for hundreds of years. 300 years. And everybody else has also been alive for way longer. So Foss has not only just been bad for a few episodes foss has been bad for quite some time and everybody sorts of sort of recognizes that fact and yet they let foss do a lot of things yeah i mean you think about it, the anti gamers podcast like has been bad for 89 episodes but that's like nowhere yet, near keep, the level of being imagine if it. this show was bad for 300 years straight 
<laughs> and you were still listening to it. Uh, yeah, the charm points would essentially weather away to nothing. That's right. Um, so Floss is bad, and what, like, other stuff that I didn't like is just this fixation on breaking apart the, uh, the bodies of the rock folk, and it's just, it's really, it's like, it's gory in a way that just has no, it, like, attributes no, um, like, no value to their bodies. It's like, they'll do it, and then they just get glued back together, but... You know, they, they get their bodies taken away, and I almost felt like nobody there really cared a whole lot if somebody just vanished. Like, if somebody got broken up into bits and taken away by the Lunarians, it was like an incident for one episode, and that was it. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. I mean, I I, I think that's one of the more interesting parts of I the just, show. I, just, I, didn't, I, just, I didn't know, because, like, emotionally, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel, because they break apart... And it doesn't matter. But then there are instances where they do break apart. And it's like, it's, mm. it's shot in such a way where like, I'm supposed to care and feel affected. And it just drags on. And I'm like, I don't care because you're just going to turn around and everybody's going to be frolicking in this amazingly green grass under these blue skies. And it's like, I'm not digging it because this show is just... It, it's giving me two ways to feel about it. And I'm just, I'm split down the middle into just indifference. I feel indifference when something traumatic happens to Foss that inspires them to become good. Yeah, I see. And that's why I just didn't believe it because it's like, okay, why is it this incident and not the past seven mm. that changed Foss? Or the ones that happened for 300 years that we haven't seen. Or the ones that <laughs> happened for 300 goddamn, because it was, it was like every other week that the Lunarians would come down. You have to imagine how many, how many of these rock people existed in Foss's lifetime. A whole bunch. And a whole bunch of them also disappeared. And everybody just kind of acts like that's normal. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to attribute like some sort of equivalent with like how I relate to the world and how Foss's world sort of operates. It's like, there's a huge disconnect. We never really bridge it for me. So that's an interesting thing. Because I think that... Like that makes a lot of sense, and and I I kind of detected that too, but it didn't bother me as much. But like I guess for me, one of the things that's interesting about the show is the fact that the characters, because they're like immortal and their bodies are so different, like all the stuff that you're saying about like them being able to be pieced together, it's like it's so disconnected from our reality, and the way that we see life and our bodies and things. I I appreciate the fact that the that there is a disconnect that it's like the the world is built in such a way and the characters are are like written in such a way that they they don't react the way we would to things that we would treat as as just like the end of the world right yeah. but i see what you mean about it being kind of inconsistent that sometimes it's treated as like a really it's, important moment and sometimes it's it's not. it's shot like a dramatic kimono friends <laughs> it's the same thing as kimono friends I don't know how you don't like Kimono Friends or Near Automata, but you like this. That's what I Well, I only get. watched a couple episodes of Kimono Friends, and I didn't get to the part that people say is good because I couldn't stand the beginning of it. <sighs> if only I could have felt that way about your show that you like. Well, maybe it's because I, uh, I can see their eyes in, uh, in this one. I can't do that in Near Automata. I actually don't know why. Uh, it might just be Near Automata is like 
uh, longer, and I didn't They're like the gameplay so as much. But whatever. I've talked too thing. much about not liking Nier Automata, and I kind of don't want to burden the listeners with like me complaining about it forever. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this is this whole thing is just extended post show of Nier Automata. Right. <laughs> so, I did watch all of Zodiac War, which is by your boy. Surprisingly, I haven't seen. finished it. I have the, I have the, I have the book, and I didn't really get to start it yet because I've been busy trying to catch up on the Monogatari books. I actually have the book too. I got it from like some Viz people. Uh, I haven't read it yet. Oh, nice. Is it just one? book? Did you or like is it? it? Is it like a? No, it's just volume? one book. Oh, I should probably just read just the book, book then at some point. <laughs> but uh, I, I liked it. I, I didn't love it. It was like it was entertaining. And I mean, I'm not one to be easily entertained by seasonal anime, frankly, but I think it was it's it's surprising enough, like moment to moment. And the action animation is pretty cool. And just I mean, it's, it kind of just presses my action buttons. I'm like, cool. I got to see actual good fighting oh. between characters. Right. Oh, so then I like a lot of that's not even attributed to uh, <laughs> to to my boy. I mean, the writing didn't seem like I mean, I, th- I don't want to downplay it because I, I think it, it's much more interesting in a lot of ways than like a lot of garbage anime that's out there. But it didn't it didn't take things in some like really, really crazy turn the way I kind of thought it might from the way that you built it up. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's it's kind of it plays out like a like a, you know, kind of thriller thing where there's like a, tw- you know, there's these twists and stuff. And I kind of appreciated that it, both of us, you know, are fans of like code geass and that kind of just like having a bunch of twists constantly right like i'm just i'm just remembering the first episode twist and i'm like damn that was pretty uh, good (laughs) that was pretty funny i should actually i might actually finish that one yeah and they they obviously so so this is the show that's like a battle royale thing between the these uh warriors representing animals of the zodiac and they i mean basically everybody's got to die at some point right and so they kill like they build up each character so that they're all plausibly they could be like the winner right and so you're kind of each but it's also it's a little predictable the way they kind of like build them up because you kind of start to figure out the pattern of how they're going to die but it but you you, you <laughs> told me that it wasn't gonna like you know nisio isim wasn't gonna follow the pattern all the way through and the show kind of doesn't so like at a certain point it breaks the pattern and then you you stop knowing exactly when everyone's gonna die so it, it does kind of lull yeah. you into a false sense of security there. But, I mean, basically everybody does die. <laughs> That's just how it's, how it's got to go. I, I actually, I mean, slight spoilers, I guess. It's not that big a spoiler to say that, like, basically the characters die and someone wins. But I kind of expected, <laughs> I kind of expected the show to have, to do, like, the, I mean, doesn't that, doesn't actually Battle Royale kind of do it where it's, like, breaks the rules? Like yeah. the whole point of the story is no, that there just, is a was, game yeah, that these just, characters are playing, but they're not actually going to play the game as they're supposed to, right? I was actually just thinking about that movie recently because I've been watching a lot of people streaming uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, you know, the movie had a point to make that th- these games they really only right. focused <laughs> on the uh, get get on an island and just shoot a bunch of people, yeah, the yeah, the, which is like way different from what the point that the movie was trying to make. You know. Fate Stay Night does it too, right? I mean, there's there's rules to this thing, and then rather than just being like, okay, who wins the game that we've set up, right? Fate Stay Night kind of goes like, okay, these characters are going to break the rules, and it's not actually going to follow them all. <laughs> yeah, honestly, has anybody ever fought, like, a Holy Grail War to the rules? I don't right. think so. I mean, it, so it's kind of, you know, 
I, but that, that's the first time they did it, right? That's the original is Fate Stay Night. But like, I mean, even if they break the rules constantly, that makes things interesting, right? Because if you establish all the rules at the right. beginning and then everyone follows the rules, you're like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it, just, it just feels a little silly when you, you set up the game and everybody just starts cheating immediately. Oh, well, I think that's that's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm saying if you you don't have a lot of room to grow narratively, if you set up all the rules and then everyone just follows the rules. They and there's just, no, they just like... flip the table over with the game board on it. And it's like, yeah, these are your rules now. Was Made in Abyss last season? That was two seasons ago. Did I talk about that? Uh, I don't think you... I think you might have talked about it a little bit, but you could, like, recap it since you have nothing else to talk about. Jesus. Made in Abyss was, like, the best shit I've ever seen. I did not watch it. I wanted to watch it, it before so the end of the year so I could good. potentially put it on my best of the year list. I but was, I uh... I, I wrote my end of year list, and then I remembered afterwards that I'd watched Made in Abyss. I just... I couldn't remember, like, when well, we didn't, Made we didn't Abyss publish actually happened. Yet, so you could rewrite... You could, like, write a blurb and <laughs> throw it in there. Uh, I think it's a. Uh, I think at this point it's like an honorable mention sort of thing. But Made in Abyss is ridiculous. It's it's about this world where there's a gigantic hole, and there are cities that have sprouted around the hole because inside the hole there are amazing relics from previous civilizations. However, things are extremely fucked up because monsters have come out of this hole. So you've got to train up children to uh, grow into these explorers and go down and find the relics. And it's all told from the perspective of the kids, so you don't really get to see what the adults are planning. And the uh, the kids are very excited about the adventure part, and that's where the show will fuck you up, because the, uh, the abyss will eat you alive. Yeah, the stuff I've heard about it makes it sound kind of like... Oh, man, I'm blanking on the name because I always get confused between the Japanese and the English name. What's the one with the naked mole rats? Oh, uh, Shinsekai Yori? Yeah, yeah, from the New World. Yeah, yeah. Mm, from the New World? I felt like Land of the Lustres was closer to From the New World. Yeah, I mean, that they're kind of like sort of in a similar vein where it's like... Uh, Speculative fiction. Weird kind of civilizations like, yeah, that yeah. have like adapted to some sort of uh, event that's happened. Yeah, that, that's um, a yeah, good yeah, no, it's kind of like that. Yeah. It's kind of like that. I almost, uh, I felt, uh, you know, Made in Abyss is a show, well, it's a, originally a manga, but now I think it's the show that's like, it's gotten a lot of traction now. But what the show is very good at is establishing mechanics and sticking to them. So there are rules and they kind of govern what the whole show is about, which is really cool because I'm a big fan of Cave Story. And it's a lot Miss of sure is a like, cave story. Uh, this is yeah, this is not, this is like this is the cave story anime that I would have wanted to see. Because a lot of this stuff just feels like um I mean it feels like a video game in like the good sort of way. Where it takes stuff where it's like it's like um uh like rules in order to survive and applies them actively throughout. It doesn't really miss a beat throughout. Like, even stuff that comes up from the beginning, it's just, it's always there. And when things peak, oh man, they really peak. It's a, it's a show that I had to, like, watch all in one go. Because I, could, I just I couldn't stop. I was very glad that I waited until uh, it was all out. Alright, I gotta watch it. Maybe we'll do a show on it if I end up watching it in the next, mm. like, month or so. Which I was mm -hmm. kind of planning on doing. And then, uh... Yeah, definitely. One more that I watched, which I don't know if i have a ton to say about it it's kino's journey mm. 
Kino's journey. It's like we liked that, didn't we? I, I like that as the general like sort of impression of of the new Kino's journey. It's people going Kino's journey. We, we liked that, didn't we? Because yeah, the original is good. I like the original Kino's journey a lot. The new one does not have the uh, the filter on it, as I might have mentioned. I forget if I mentioned this in a previous episode. Kino's journey is about a traveler and their talking motorcycle, and they go to a uh, different country they, they travel back and forth between these different countries like three days in each country and it's basically these little parables where each country kind of represents some idea about these kind of like philosophical ideas about people or the world or whatever and so it's oh man that sounds exactly like uh, a win, uh the wind waker but with a motorcycle that, wow it is wind waker kino's journey is wind waker but yeah it's kind of it's I think it's ad- adapting directly from the novels and so it's you know the Kino stories are pretty good but the adaptation feels mostly phoned in it's it's not really like it's been a while since I watched the original one but like I remember the original Isn't show this like Seiji Kishi joint this one is I don't think it's a Seiji Kishi joint no it's uh, I forget the name of the director the original is um from Ritaro Nakamura, who's the director oh. of Lane. And that guy's really oh. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he <laughs> no he wonder. had like a very kind of melancholy, evocative style to that original series. And this one is kind of it's fine, but it's just it it doesn't have that that there's there's like something extra that's in Nakamura's one that's not here. There's a little that, zest, that like atmosphere to it. Yeah, I think it's mostly in the directing because the script is fine and the animation is also kind of just like, just it's, it's like there's nothing to say about it. It's just like, well, those characters sure did move sometimes. And Kino's a little too cute looking. Anyway, let's look ahead, David, to what we've got coming up. I got Anichart.net open with all of the Japanese titles of these shows because, you know, these kids... Nerds! Are, these nerds are, like, too cool to just translate things into English. Too cool for school, apparently. Yeah, you looking forward to Nanatsu no Taizai Imashime no Fukatsu? Is that an idol thing? <laughs> no, that's the uh, that's Seven Deadly Sins. Nanatsu no Taizai. <laughs> I don't actually know what Imashime no Fukatsu means. I probably pronounced that wrong. Sorry, whatever. Sue me. So, alright. Let's, let's, let's talk about like, is there anything that you want to... I mean, we know. There's one show that you want to watch. Is there Only anything one. other than the one show There's, that you want to watch? Uh, the uh, the Antarctica one where the girls eat a, a girl at the end. Okay, so we're going to talk about that, I guess. So there's this show called A Place Further Than the Universe, which... Is that what it's called? I don't really... I probably got it wrong. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's about a bunch of girls who want to go to Antarctica. Um, it is, uh, according to credible source, me... It is the flat earth anime. They haven't revealed it yet, but <laughs> so bear with me. Okay. Okay. So look, I think the girls are going to go to, and it's like these high school girls and they want to go to Antarctica or something. I didn't really watch the episode. I like skimmed through it. Okay. So they want to go to Antarctica because I don't know, because they're genki about going to Antarctica and it's inspirational <laughs> or something. It's for like the people who watched, what's the name of that show? That's hyper genki. If you like yeah. are a Japanese high school girl and you're genki enough to end up in <laughs> And fuck it, fucking Arctica of all places. Okay. This is a show for the people who are, you know, how there's like a militant fan base for uh, what's it called? The show about climbing. Uh, Yawa oh, no Susume. What's, what's the yeah. English title of that? Uh, t- uh, t- 
Mountain it's, no. It's not it's Hill Climb like, Girl because that's different, but it sounds exactly the same as the title. That's a different. That's a different thing. So I don't know. I think it's just the Yama. It's Yama in, oh, it's, I know. I remembered it had a really stupid. Uh, it had an English like an Englishy English title. It's Encouragement of Climb. Oh, Encouragement yeah. of Climb. Yes. <laughs> and you know how there's like a crazy fan base for Encouragement of Climb. Yes. Because like I remember when working at Crunchyroll, they would be really angry that we didn't have like this that we i don't know something happened where like we didn't get the first season of it or something and like it it was on the site and it went down or something i don't remember someone's gonna know and get angry at me i just remember that it wasn't there and people were super super pissed there was this hardcore like encouragement remember that so anyway it's for those people i guess probably yeah so anyway the girls anyway flat earth yeah sorry i got off the subject of the flat, flat earth, earth which i try i try to never get off the subject of the flat earth but uh sometimes i screw up so look the girls are going to go to antarctica and they're going to discover that there is no antarctica oh shit because there's actually an ice wall at the edge of the flat earth oh it's just like game of thrones it's exactly like game of thrones yes uh more accurately game of thrones is exactly like the real flat earth that we live on so <sighs> The girls are going to discover the dome earth firmament <laughs> that exists around the the earth, right? There's a there's a there's like a glass ceiling and then there's an ice Is wall. this metaphorical? It, no, it's not metaphorical. There's a literal glass ceiling above the earth, David. Have you not done your research on the fire? I'm going to slip another goddamn disc in my back if if you keep on going. <laughs> as long as you don't put a globe in your back, I will be pleased. <laughs> discs only wow so look that's what's gonna happen in this anime if uh, if i'm wrong don't tweet me about it <laughs> just just let just let me imagine that it i'm right about it, it doesn't help the narrative if you if you tweet at him i am however going to no matter what the evidence is i will continue to call a place further than the universe the flat earth anime nobody can stop me yeah yeah, and this is a this is a very good show to just kind of uh, completely pull the rug underneath the audience because I just I just watch uh, finished watching the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could be the thing. It would be great if the Antarctica. show turns out to be the thing. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> if it turns out to be that sort of because it's an original show, right? Oh, so it? it's not based Ooh. on a manga. So we don't know. No. They could discover know. the flat Earth. I'm so excited. I'm going to watch it. it. The possibilities are endless. I feel the adventure. It tur- someone someone like researches the production committee and it turns out it's like the Flat Earth Society or something financed <laughs> it. It's like a propaganda anime. It's going to be a sick show anyway because they're going to try to climb the wall at the end, right? Well, no, they're going to kill NASA. <laughs> they're gonna t- look they're gonna find the ice wall dude they're gonna find it in episode three and the rest of the show is gonna be about them like uncovering the rest of the conspiracy they're gonna discover that mesas are actually the trunks of giant trees i watched a video about it it's like 40 minutes long you can go find it on youtube uh, they're gonna we're gonna discover, put it on the show notes they're gonna discover that like the the sherman oak tree or whatever is the general sherman tree is called that because the um general stands for war as in war against trees and sherman stands for she man as in the baphomet so i thought it was a tank that might also be true which is also war (laughs) anyway it's a war on trees they're going to discover all that stuff and they're going to discover that nasa was behind it because nasa is like hebrew for evil or liar or something Uh, i watched a lot of flat earth youtube videos anyway (laughs) so basically (laughs) 
that's going to happen. And then the girls are going to go to war with NASA. And it's going to be like a just a rocking ass show. <laughs> I'm going to be really into it. Anyway. Yeah, I hope they don't let us down. So that's our number one most anticipated show of the season, even though the first episode's already out and we just haven't watched it. Uh, number two is Pop Team Epic. Yes. Is there anything left to say about this? Well, there's some news, some weird news today about it that I was I was tweeting about. But Pop Team Epic is now licensed, which it you might is. have heard. It was like not yes. licensed for a little bit and people were confused. It's like coming out this week and nobody had announced a license. So we're getting it. But we're getting it on High Dive from Sentai Filmworks, or subbed and dubbed on Funimation, which is not a partnership that happens very often nowadays. <laughs> like usually, yeah. it's Crunchyroll and Funimation, or or like Sentai has been partnering with Amazon. It looks like Sentai is not licensing their stuff to Amazon right now, or not at least not most of it. And some other news seems to, or some gossip seems to bode ill for Amazon's anime strike. So it might be getting like revamped or uh, or like they might kill it entirely. <laughs> so that would be dramatic. That would be very dramatic. Uh, so, yeah, basically it's going to be on it's going to be on those two. So there's going to be like a simul dub, which is what Funimation calls it when they dub stuff as it's coming out. So I guess get a high dive subscription. <laughs> Damn, I got to cancel my anime strike now. I know, right? Placed all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> Yeah, you have to cancel your anime Back strike. Back the wrong horse. You, you have to uh, cancel your anime strike before they shut it down. It's like, I, you're not you you're not breaking up with me. I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> <laughs> so Pop Team Epic uh, made, it's animated by the best CG studio, Kamikaze Doga. We talked about this on a previous episode, but just recapping for, for new listeners. And it's uh, based on a manga that I have not read, but I've seen people, you know, tweet yes. translations of it. And David's a fan of it. It's, uh, yes. what's the tagline? What do they call it? Don't they have like Kuso a manga. description? What? Yeah, Kuso manga, like a shitty manga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's, uh, I mean, I don't even know. I haven't read much of it. So David, you describe it for the listeners. What is this thing? It's, uh, well, it's a Kuso manga. It's a very surreal four, four panel comedy manga about two girls one is very short and one is very tall and uh it just it just it breaks so many boundaries that you just didn't notice until like this artist just opens your eyes the, the artist used to do uh used to do toho comics oh right you mentioned back that. in the early days so like i like i've known about this guy for uh for quite a while it's like it's it's very uh it makes me feel very good to see to see an artist just kind of rise up like that because he had he had a very good style of comedy. It was a little bit closer to like kind of cute girls doing stuff, but also he had like this really like very like uh, sharp, silly edge to uh, to the comics that you don't really get in um, right. in most uh, in like most like amateur fan works. And he started doing his own thing. And then Pop Team Epic is just his big thing now. It's just inescapable. It's a, yeah, and it's, it, it, it does me they proud basically, to they, see him They rise swear up. a lot and like give the middle finger because and stuff. They're like vulgar. It's, right? it's, it's like it turns like super realistic at like just the right moments. Yeah, this seems. It's it's interesting to me that it's getting so much attention from people. I mean, it, it's self selecting audience, but it's like you know people I'm seeing on Twitter talking about it because it seems to me like it. It fits like precisely in the realm of like Evan Core shows that nobody oh, yeah. else cares about. 
You know, it could be it could it could look like Inferno Cop, right? Or it could look like the, <laughs> like, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure it, opening, which would also be equally as sick. It seems like it is just going to be right in that spot of like Inferno Cop, Take You, Guda Guda Fairies, which is like, why are all these people really excited for it? Like, none of you. I mean, some of you enjoy those shows. There's there's the the enlightened ones, but like, I don't know. It seems like it's going to not be enjoyable for a large number of people. <laughs> But I'm very excited for it. It's it's like it's it's like the only interesting thing happening besides the flat earth. Is anime. it a short? It's a full length. Oh, that's that's annoying. It should be a short. Full length. No. No, with full length, that's like the gloves are off, man. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be wild. I'm surprised it's gonna to be see like, Kamikaze it's gonna be like one producing an entire full length series though, because they've they're gonna, the first they're time gonna, they've done it. <laughs> they're gonna adapt like one strip per episode. <laughs> Just in slow motion. <laughs> Yeah. or just like ultra like unnecessarily developed i put off talking about it but i'm also tentatively only, excited only evan is excited about this i'd say tentatively excited for darling in the Frankis. i don't I, oh. is it darling in the franks darling in the Frankis. i'm gonna stick with the way that tatoon said it when he was on the show a couple episodes back when we had uh tatoon the pr guy from trigger on yeah. so this is the studio trigger series uh, I've discussed the staff previously, but it's a, it's a it's Trigger collaborating with A1 Pictures, which is questionable because I'm I'm worried that that will sort of smooth out the triggerness that everybody likes this kind of wacky spirit that Trigger has. It's directed by Atsushi Nishigori, who is the director um, of Idolmaster, director of Idolmaster, and the character designer for Gurren Lagann and Penny and Stocking with Garterbelt, and part of the Geek Fleet collective of uh, funny idiots who did stuff at Gainax and then most of them moved over to Trigger but he didn't move to Trigger and I think this is his first time like working with them in earnest other than the stuff they did for Idolmaster because they worked on his Idolmaster TV series so that's cool there's also uh, here Yuki Imaishi the director of Kill La Kill and Gurren Lagann doing the the action direction for the series and our boy Shigeto Koyama doing the uh, mechanical designs so couple very cool people. It's like three some, uh, of the members. Some heavy hitters in there. Three of the members of Geek Fleet are involved, which is a good sign. So I might have mentioned this on the show before, but the trick with Trigger shows is there is this there's this group of people, these friends who worked on these shows together that called themselves Geek Fleet, and they are what you think of when you think of the good Trigger stuff. <laughs> so it's not really like Trigger, maybe, as much as it's like Geek Fleet is like the core people. And uh, it, when when they're together, you usually get a good show out of them. But sometimes Trigger, you know, sometimes they have made some stuff that was not as good. Um, sometimes they got to just keep the lights on. But yeah, uh, yeah. When, when you get like Imaishi or Koyama or, uh, or Nishigori, who is like with them at, at Gainax, like Yoshinari, like Wakabayashi, those, those people are all kind of that core group. So when you get enough of them together, I start to have some confidence that it's going to be something interesting. This show is basically looks like pretty standard robot Ugh. stuff. It's I I actually haven't Ugh. I haven't kept up with all the it, the plot stuff it, for it, but it, it it looks like it's you know <laughs> oh this guy runs into girl who has weird powers and you know they they have Ugh. these robots and they fight. So Ugh. it looks like the spiritual successor to Star Driver, which should not have a successor spiritual or otherwise well that's probably because of the koyama designs because koyama did the oops. mechanical designs for star driver so. oops yeah <laughs> thankfully he didn't do the bad parts of it 
I mean, the mechanical designs are one of the standout things from that show. That's what people remember, right? Those, like, really weird, spindly-looking robots. Yeah, but the, uh... I mean, packaging is nice. The uh, the contents were... Sure. Regrettable. Well, that's a Bones yeah. show, right? So that's, like, you get that, that Bones coin flip. Mmm. <laughs> I think it, like, end, like, it landed on the edge. Right. It's a coin that did not land heads or tails. It's a three-sided coin. The classic coin that land that has a uh, one third chance of landing on its edge. One third? Oh no, I was thinking more like. Eh, yeah. Okay. One third. We'll go All with right. one third. Uh, so like that's that's like the show for Evan that's coming out is the trigger show. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see if the sort of geek fleet side wins out against the A one pictures side in yeah. the, the battle of Darling and the Franks. And then uh, you know what's coming is your girls back, David. They're bringing her back. Are they? Are they bringing her back? Look closer, Evan. Look closer. <laughs> what, what is there to look at? There's a new card capture soccer series. It Isn't looks that like enough? fucking Love Live. Yeah, everything looks like Love Live. It looks like Love Live. So you're gonna be really. You no, know, I have about such this. like a vitriolic dislike of uh, of Love Live. I just kind of am not interested in it. Just if it looks like Love Live, I am not interested. Even okay, even wait. If it is but Love Michael. Live kind of looks like card capture soccer it's like a reverse no like, no wait a sec but it's because like moe type stuff kind of all looks it's all kind of descended from that in some form it's Ugh. influenced by that no it is you, you no. gotta admit it no 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 absolutely not david do you know who the first winner of the Simoe competition was actually i don't remember i gotta check i think it was soccer you don't even remember i think it was soccer i believe the you bring this up fairly frequently. I do. And you don't remember because it was because it's my favorite like little piece of trivia. Is the first time they did this online poll because people it's like 2002. People probably don't know what Simoe is anymore because it's like been 16 years or something. So it was like an online poll of the the cutest most Moe character of the year. And the first year I think it's 2002 where they did it. I believe because the movie was out, the Card Dark Sakura movie. Sakura was number one. Number two was Osaka from Azumanga Daioh, and number three was Tomoyo. Sakura's Moe, David. That doesn't... First winner. Doesn't, She's the first not, winner of Saimoe. That does not connect there at all with the poison that is love life. <laughs> Honestly, they're not going to be happy until everything I love and cherish looks like goddamn love life. They're not going to stop. Yeah. And the problem is that everybody is super happy about things looking like Love Live. And I'm like, no, grow, develop some taste. Okay. Love Live is just, it's also just like, it's for, it's for, it's for bad people. Mm, I mean, I have friends who are into Love Live. So uh, yes. I have bad yeah, friends yeah, that are into yeah, Love you're Live. Right, you're right. <laughs> I have, I have bad friends that are like, zealots They're, they are yeah, love live yeah. zealots who will not give the time of day to idol master okay <laughs> this is where it breaks down you're like this this stuff just such a waste of your time instead you should be spending all of your time on these different idols that's my favorite part about idol people is they like i agree <laughs> with them when they're hating on the other idols like word for word and then they start switching to how much better the other idols are well to be to be to be honest with you, because this is also my podcast. Um, Idol Master's fake, right? I hate to break it to you, David. We, <laughs> it's we all can fake. Agree. 
It's all it, it, it's all fake, but some some stuff is faker than others. Okay, yeah, like like, like Wake Up Girls is, is real, right? Wake Up Girls. Wake is Up Girls is super real, real though. Yeah. Okay, let's let's make we'll, we'll establish the precedent here. Wake Up Girls is like uncomfortably real. Yeah. Um, Idol Master's fake. Okay. And Love Live is like is like a, a carcinogen. It's, I, I think we fake. we kind of moved out of the the metaphor here. <laughs> Lost the thread it's, there. It's like it, it's fake and it's also super bad for you. Oh, you mean in terms of like food? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like fake flavored like uh, like fruit at the bottom at, at in the yogurt. You know, it's like okay. okay Idol Master, okay, hold up, hold up. Idol Master is like the Greek yogurt with like the uh, the fake preserved strawberries at the bottom, and then Love Live is like a gogurt that's strawberry flavored. And Wake Up Girls is the raw food movement. Yes, yes, it's like a raw milk, like raw milk yogurt. That's right, unpasteurized milk. <laughs> Wake up, girls. Okay, so we've established that David hates Love Live, and he has disowned his daughter Sakura Kinomoto. Cool. Yeah. Speaking. Uh, there's also a fate. There's a fate anime. Oh, oh there's a fate anime. There's I another. Forgot. There's there's another like my girl sort of show. Over Is it there, uh, it's got... Fate Extra Last Encore? It's Shaft. It's Shaft. It's a Shaft you are, show. You, oh. you are obligated to watch it. Oh man, I am. I'm like I'm that's, hyped. That's David like, Shaft sound. It, it's like the thing is, Fate Fate Extra is extra bullshit. Uh, it's a it's an amnesia kid that it gets hooked up with a hot servant to fight a battle that he doesn't understand why he's fighting. Is the hot servant. But it doesn't really. Yes, it's always saber. It's a, but it's a narrow Claudius. Who? It's not King Arthur narrow. Emperor okay. Nero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, like the whole thing is going to be bullshit, but it's going to be super good looking, I hope. I hope we're getting like the good looking shaft and not like the uh, the Magucka shaft. You don't know what Magucka is, do you? I was. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. What's We all know what it is, but you could like. Magucka. You could, My you city could just now. reiterate for the listeners. I definitely know what Magucka is. Yeah. No, no, no. We uh, we definitely have to put that in the show notes because that that's a that's an odyssey to for for the for the listeners to go in on if they don't if they're not familiar with it. Oh, all right. Well, we're gonna just have to let that one sit. I, I people people will know. Don't know Certain what people is. are in the know. Okay. I just I if I explain it, it will ruin it. Okay. Actually, wait. It sounds just like the thing I watched that stupid Harry Potter spinoff movie. With the the stupid what's his name the like uh, the guy who looks like a twelve year old the Eddie Redmayne, um, <laughs> <laughs> and like he goes to America and the the their version of like the Ministry of Magic is the Magical Congress of the United States of America and they keep calling it Makusa for the whole movie and it's the worst Ooh. acronym pronunciation I've ever heard. It's just like. Oh, who thought this Makusa was a good idea how did, this, how did this get through any script revisions like people walking Ugh. around makusa anyway so uh i think got uh one more one more thing uh, it's coming violet evergarden i don't actually hate kyoto animation that much but uh i dislike them but, pretty actively <laughs> but violet evergarden i did watch the first episode i, I did a write-up on Andy gamers which you can go read watch the first episode at uh anime expo and oh boy so like jake from ann put it really well he said uh baby wife it's a show about your, the baby, baby wife, wife. <laughs> so baby wife is that like the uh, sequel to baby driver it's the sequel to baby driver and the prequel to Boss Baby. <laughs> 
at the end of it, she's going to be a boss baby. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like this, the, this, it's a vaguely interesting concept that like that first episode was just like, oh God, it's just, it's, it's just appealing to these, like <laughs> these, sorry, sorry to the any fan listeners, but it's appealing to these people who are just kind of like, oh, I want to protect this adorable anime girl, which is like, to me, seems like a, a big contingent of the people who like Kyoto animation. Not everybody, Man. but you know. You barely have to like. You barely have to describe it for me to just feel like I understand completely where you're coming from because it's it's the sort of it's the same hangups that I have with Kyoto Animation just as a just as an institution because they do the same show they do the same shit with every show where it's they don't make shows they make they make these these piles of of uh, of things that people will like gravitate to just a very narrow thing within their that aligns with their interests like it's either like the character or the animation or the production it's never really like the whole structure it's Mm. always just a piece of it that they latch onto with just such just such desperation that's actually can't get into it very anime though right i mean it's kind of the purest strain and that's (laughs) it's i'm not it's like it's no i don't know i'm not i'm not into it it's like a it's a database otaku thing right yeah it, it's just like the latching onto the, the i regret i regret having to bring back the database otaku but we're gonna have to bring it back for this i'm always here to bring back azuma's database otaku <laughs> <laughs> in, in 2018 what is it like 15 years after that was relevant yeah so yeah violet evergarden's about a girl who lose she fights in a i i, I say girl and i think she is a child i think she's like 15 or something and they're always 15 right. in kyoto animation it would shows. have been much more interesting if she was like an adult but of course not she no can't, she can't be no 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 always like under 17 right in every kyoto animation show so as a rule it's some kind of i think it's in england or something it might be in world it's either world war one it's like in some bullshit totally not world war one it's like you know that kind of thing and uh she fights in a war uh she uh, she covered wars so <laughs> my brain got stuck on that it was all i could do <laughs> anyway uh she fights in a war loses her arms this is not a spoiler it's in like the beginning Damn. of the first episode. war never changes man war yeah yeah that's right and then uh gets robot arms and they look super super cool and then it's just about her like working at a doing mail stuff or something and having like two dads or whatever because she's got all these like male role models around her who have to help oh. her because she's an invalid and i'm like that ah, is stupid show this is like not what, a, what an interesting premise that you're just well doing is it like is it like two daddies that, for is it is it two daddies that love each other is it like no, two no, no, daddies no, no. like no a, i like, I, I, I don't think there's i, mean, I like, think i was just vaguely remembering that there's like two different men who are there to sort of like help her or whatever okay yeah I don't think she literally has two dads. That would actually be cool, though. That would make the show much better if it was Instead, about. It's two. Her it's two, two dads. men that don't know each other that are being strung along by this. Uh, it's fifteen-year-old. Yeah. So anyway, that actually, <sighs> I, I, I don't think I'm gonna watch that. But I, I watched that first episode because I was hearing a lot of good stuff, and I had seen the trailer for it that was like really, really not, not exactly my style of animation, but very indulgent Kyoto animation you know oh. visuals and i was like oh that's indulgent yeah. yeah indulgent is the rule of the game here. right 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 
it's similar to, I think they do those kinds of promos for everything. Like they're, they're that initial thing they did for free was also like very, very indulgent. So this is a good transition into questions. We got two questions from listeners at sign and Nazzle asks a bunch of different questions. What was the best show besides land of the lustrous last season? I only watched three of them. Land of the lustrous was the best one. I liked, I might've actually liked Kino's journey more. It's hard to say Kino's journey and, and Zodiac war were both like, pretty watchable and enjoyable enough zodiac war had higher highs but lower lows let's put it that way <laughs> he also wants to know what were your thoughts on juni ending uh i guess he means the, the zodiac war ending david hasn't watched it so i am not going to spoil the ending but Thank i you. was satisfied enough with it thought it could have taken a, taken a couple more risks and twists but i think the there is a sort of final twist or two and those are those are were interesting enough. I was I was interested all the way to the end. You know, I wasn't like, oh boy, this show let me down. Related to what we just talked about, and Azul says, I'm I'm really looking forward to Violet Evergarden, but I know Evan hates Kyoani, and I was wondering why. Oof. First off, we both have it somewhere from mild distaste to hate for Kyoani, and I think David actually hates them more because David used to be a fan, and he I'm a reformed Kyoani right. animation fan. I still think that Kyon is a as a work of genius. But yeah, so David's a reformed. I'm like super Kyoto like Kyoto animation atheist here. Okay, so you 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 were like raised in a Kyoto animation church. Your parents made you go to Kyoto animation church all the time, and now you're like, man, God doesn't exist. I hate church. But yeah, it but doesn't exist. God and the church are both Kyoto animation. I've, uh, oh, wait, I've rejected Kyoto Haruhi animation as exists. my <laughs> as my Lord and Savior. Haruhi doesn't exist. I hate Kyoto animation. <laughs> Haruhi is God. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was just, it, it was, uh, it wasn't overnight. It was something that just developed over, uh, several years of having to watch very bad, uh, Kyoto animation shows. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate them. I just, I, cause I liked Haruhi when I watched that, but yeah, no, they had a phase. Yeah. And I don't think I'd like Haruhi as much now to be clear. <laughs> like if I went back, I think I'd probably still find the baseball episode funny. That's a pretty good episode of that show. Baseball episode's good. Yeah. But it's it's what we kind of just talked about with Violet Evergarden. It's this this appeal to kind of sentimentality and cuteness that, I mean, I'm a little more willing nowadays. I'm a little like I I I was a little more sort of sort of spicy and angry about this in previous years. I'm more willing to be like whatever if that's what you like. But to me, it's just not what I come to anime for. Like I yeah. I don't I don't come to be sort of wrapped up in a warm blanket of cuteness, right? I like I like it when the warm blanket has teeth on it and swallows me up by like Sexually. episode ten. Vored. Vored by my blanket. <laughs> when David says he likes it, he means he likes it. Oh, not sexually. <laughs> I'm not into vor, by the way. Okay, I, I was no I was about to on the AGP. I was about to recommend you um What's the name of that show about the brothers, brother and sister who eat each other or whatever, directed by the guy who directed oh. Ocean Waves? Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man, that show. I can't remember the name of it right now. I've totally oh. watched some episodes of it. Pupa. Pupa. It's, yeah, yeah, it is like a, a bug name. Pupa, yeah. So David's really into Pupa now that we've established that. I should probably watch that, too. I watched That feels I... like it'd be very, like... V, like very me core right there you know the guy who directed that show has directed like a million things he directed ocean waves for ghibli he directed like here's greenwood <laughs> he's been all over the place yeah it's just i don't hate kyoni david hates kyoni there it's yeah. like whatever you like what you like 
I'm not I'm not like angry about it nowadays, but just uh, it's it's just not like David said, it appeals to like it feels to me like it, it appeals to this, like these specific elements that people connect to. And these characters. But you can't make a show. Like, you can't make a show. I mean, just you of, can like... because people like it. But I'm somebody, and I think you're probably somebody who's more motivated by, like, story than just, like, yeah. oh, I love these characters. Like, give me a story that wraps these characters up in something interesting. Yeah, because there's just there's too much anime that just does this thing where it's, like, it's only the characters. Right, it's only right. the merchandise. It's only, like, this other... It, it, exist to only sell you this other thing that's why i don't like to watch so many of these manga adaptations because i just mm, know they're, they're it's just gonna a throw franchise. a manga ending at me right. and i'm just gonna be told like hey fuck off and buy the manga yeah or wait for the next season or something <laughs> the only manga adaptation that i've liked in the past 10 years i think is made in abyss because it had a beautiful ending it just it knew exactly when to end i think there's some good uh some good there's none Long adaptations out there which... only made an abyss all right all right so we got one more question from at sign alive in the wired do you think we'll be seeing more cg animated shows a la land of the lustrous and kemo fude uh, that's kimono friends in the future ask katakawa <laughs> oh shit all right david shade <laughs> at katakawa right now so Damn. uh yeah, we're going to see more CG animated shows. We were already going to see more CG animated shows, right? I mean, I don't think that those two are specifically but like, I think the reason the, like, why we're going to see they, more. But well, well, I think like what the question is saying, like, are they going to be with the sort of caliber of direction as Kimono Friends and Land of the Luscious? Because it's it, right. you compare the, that stuff to like Knights of Sidonia oh, yes. <laughs> or Berserk, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't like kimono friends i don't get it so i can't really speak to that but i mean i do think the popularity of kimono friends will have some amount of like influence right and and i can't speak to the the parts about it that people liked but just like there's something in there that people will look to copy and land of the lustrous i think is very good it's probably like the best produced cg tv anime that i've seen i can't think of anything that's done it that's full cg or whatever, mostly CG. I know. It's I'm telling got some you, they they like, done it better. I'm telling you, they use like essentially the same sort of techniques as was done in Kimono Friends. I don't know what you're talking about. The Kimono, like animation it's... wise, production wise. No, just just the way things are shot. Okay, I mean, yeah, like the staging, like the staging sure. of where characters are and where like the camera is gonna go. Again, I don't. I'm not here to fight over Kimono Friends because I just no, no, found no. it really annoying when I watched it. And I know. I, I wasn't I paying attention to the staging. <laughs> like I know, but it's just that it, there's there's a there's something to be said about the power of just where things yeah. are going to be in front of your face. Yeah, staging in is front of really your goddamn important. stupid face. Here is the difference between Land of the Lustrous and Kimono Friends versus fucking. I don't know, like, any of these other awful CG anime things that have cropped up before then. Yeah, and I mean, you and I both did CG animation in school, right? And, like, the you could get a lot of mileage out of good staging at the blocking phase before you ever start putting any detailed animation in. And, frankly, a lot of CG anime is so poorly animated, it's practically just blocking. Like, it does, <laughs> doesn't even have the details in. So, like... 
yeah, if you if you take that level of production, that's like a kind of very subpar level of production, but you you stage things well and you frame them well, you're like in you're in pretty good shape, right? As long as you can like pick yeah. the right decisions to make at that yeah, phase. You 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 are operating with an economy of what you're gonna move to. Right. So there's that. I think I think there's lessons for for CG directors and animators and stuff to learn about staging. But also I think with Land of the Lustrous, uh, I, I mean I've heard I've read a little bit of the Sakuga blog coverage of it, and I, I think it was more uh, I don't know about more expensive, but but they seem to indicate that it's a it's a kind of unprecedented production. So that it's not like everything is just going to be able to up and like operate at that level immediately. But I think it does kind of provide some impetus for studios to go like okay let's let's kind of up our game a little bit right like now there's we we can't we can't just be making these like (laughs) shitty animated on threes super blocky arpeggio arpeggio (laughs) right (laughs) like actually and i don't even know if i haven't gone through frame by frame i don't know if land of the lustrous is on threes it doesn't feel choppy in the way that other shows on threes are. I think it might be on twos, but I, I could be wrong. It's not, it's not choppy. If any, if any, if I'll say anything good about it, it's just that it didn't feel like a cheap shoddy yeah. 3d production. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I did a whole Twitter thread about like episode nine or 10 that I was like really impressed with the, the, the way that like the, the way the characters are animated, they're, they're animated with what looks like a lot of specific care and key animation that I I don't know for sure because I don't know all the behind the scenes, but I get the feeling that a lot of CG productions are not doing that, that they're just like, all right, characters here, characters here, auto-tweening, maybe adjust the tween a little bit, right? <laughs> and like, it feels, yeah. it feels to me like the Land of the Lustrous animators were very specifically going in and modifying the curves and the the timing and stuff for like the the in-betweens the automatic you know tweening and stuff which i i don't think that's super common i think it's what like it's what cassette girl did as far as i could tell i hope to see more stuff like that i think i think animators are going to be paying attention like 3d animators are going to be like oh we gotta (laughs) but (laughs) some of them might know how to do it but just like because of production i mean i'm sure some of them know right like i don't think they're all like idiots right no like but but just because of other circumstances they might not be in a position where they like feel like they can do that where they can like justify that kind of work no the circumstances of uh the workplace in the japanese animation industry is a podcast for another day yeah so hopefully it it pushes producers to to kind of aim for that more i'm sure it'll just result in more abuse of their workers so that's unfortunate and if there's anything that we do not stand for here at the Gamers podcast, it's the abuse of the work. Yeah, I mean, frankly, if if that if that's a choice, I'd rather have shitty CG and like well paid CG animators. Yeah, <laughs> everything is berserk now. Uh, yeah, if, if look if we if every anime was berserk, but animators got paid well, sign me up. Yeah, I'm ready for that berserk world. With that, David and I are gonna head off into into berserk world. If you'd like to ask us a question, you can do it via Twitter. But you can also like just send us a just an electronic mail, good old email. Podcast at anygamers.com is the address. You can send us questions about literally anything. That's a real that's a real email address that you can send questions it's, to. Uh, I think it's real. It's absolutely real. We've People have sent there questions before. there before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just anything you want, just advice on your life. We'll give you bad advice. So you can tweet at us. Also, 
I am at sign Vamptvo, V-A-M-P-T-V-O. I am at sign QX20XX. Don't ask me for money. I will ask you. And at sign AnnieGamers. One word on Twitter. We post about new episodes and we call for questions on that account. So that's a good one to follow. Follow us both on Mastodon, the decentralized the future. Twitter alternative with Twitter, no Nazis. Twitter the sequel. Yeah. It doesn't have Nazis, so that's nice. I'm Vamptvo at Mastodon.social. I'm caro.ccsakura.jp uh, slash at sign QX. What? You always do the at URL t- differently. Uh, <laughs> just look in the show notes. To find those show notes, you can go to anygamers.com slash podcast. We have got notes. <laughs> I already said it. I'm used to saying the other thing after it. Subscribe to us in your podcatcher of choice. That includes iTunes and Stitcher and Google Music. We're on all those. Go to AnnieGamers.com for articles and also articles from us about anime, manga, and video games. Recent ones include my anime Secret Santa review of the Space Adventure Cobra movie. That was for the Reverse Thieves Anime Secret Santa, where uh, reviewers and bloggers will like trade review recommendations. And let me tell you, Space Adventure Cobra movie is super, super good, and I'm really surprised I did not watch it earlier. And that was a recommendation from uh, Vinny Avarello, friend of the podcast. Yeah. So I'm very proud of that review. Please check that out. And David, you should watch the Cobra movie because it's great. Very, very, I'm very proud of Vinny. Yeah, it was a good choice. He also recommended Gundam Thunderbolt, which I bought after the fact but have not watched yet and i write for otaku usa magazine and got some stuff coming up in one or two other places as well that i will announce when uh, the time is right and uh, sometimes i update animeburgertime.tumblr.com the anime burger themed blog that i run that is a, a complement to my anime burger themed panel i do at conventions david i uh, operate the uh, side uh, side blog qx20xx.tumblr.com where I'll write about the things that I'm not allowed to post about on the uh, the Anagamers page haven't updated that in a little while so I'll let you guys know uh, we'll see you in two weeks or so we're uh, hopefully maybe gonna have like a guest next episode or the episode after that we're trying to get a couple guests lined up yeah maybe two guests maybe if there are subjects that you want us to talk about or guests that you want us to have on, please feel free to email us or tweet at us with those. We love recommendations for that. We want to know what you guys want to hear. We love to be told what to do. Just really into obedience. That's us. Yes, <laughs> that's a kink. Uh, well, with, with that... David, are you it's, talking? It's a, it's a hold bad up. Format. Are you talking on the podcast with your finger in your mouth? What? Are you, what are you doing? No, I'm chewing. I'm chewing on my knuckle. Don't chew on your knuckle while you talk. It sounds bad on the radio. What are you doing? <laughs> We've been doing what? this show for so long. You're like, oh yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's uh oh jeez, what is happening in the world today? You know, you can do a podcast for 89 episodes and then you forget to actually, actually operate like <laughs> a regular... like a real human being. What are you doing? Uh, yeah, right. and a real hero.